What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, July 16th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 363. How the heck is everybody doing? I hope you guys are well. I'm doing this podcast from my hotel room here at the beautiful Borgata uh, Hotel Casino and Spa. And you guys know I use the spa. I like the amenities. And I have a packed show. This one is, uh, I'm going to talk about not having a lot of amenities because of a camping trip that I did. Uh, so I think you guys will enjoy that. Wanted to get the podcast out. Like I said, I'm changing things up with the Verzi Effect, doing it at the beginning of the week now um, as opposed to later in the week so I can, so you guys have time to you know, like I said, especially with plugging shows and dates and all that stuff, I wanted to do it earlier on in the um, in the week. So here we are on Monday. Got uh, a ton of stuff to talk about, not just camping, but sports, what went on in the World Cup, uh, the MLB All-Star break going on, saw a movie with the family, going to talk about that. Uh, my unacceptable, your guys' unacceptable. A lot of fun stuff to talk about, so uh, sit back, relax, wherever you may be today, okay? Uh, I am walking around a casino with uh, half-decent people and half-absolute fucking low-class animals. There is no other place in the world that brings out an absolute fucking animal like Jersey. I mean, Atlantic City gives you stuff that just makes you thank your lucky stars you are fucking not in Jersey. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be hard on people in Jersey. But the level of fucking animal that is out here. Just the the fat shits that are limping around this place. It's a fucking disgrace. You know, I mean, and some people are great. But I went by the pool. And, you know, you just see like low class Jersey face. You ever see like low class Jersey face? Like, you know, it's a shithole when there's a 71 year old man with a tattoo on his neck and his chest. It's like, who's that? Who's who's that guy's? Like, where's that kid's grandparents? It's like, what are you doing? I mean, just, I mean, the level of absolute animal. I mean, I saw a buffet line out here that, I mean, some of these people should have been taken off the fucking line and just put down, just shot. I mean, I saw a fucking 375-pound, 425-pound, two mooses walking online to the Borgata Buffet. And it's like, can somebody fucking put a tranquilizer dart in these two mooses' necks and go put them in some kind of fucking fat rehab? What are you doing? Just getting online to just eat more shit food, more... I mean, it's really... And I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be funny. You walk around here. At first, it's not... And listen, the Borgata's nice. The Borgata can't help who comes and, you know, and checks out the, the casino. They can't help it. And some people are nice. Some, you know, it's like, but you got to go to, like, the, the high roller tables. You know, you go to, like, the five ten dollar tables. It's just, like, society in a nutshell. It's like the craps table that's $5 is the shitty neighborhood nobody wants to be at. And the nice, quiet, private neighborhood is the $25 a roll table where there's only fucking two people who could afford it. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's an absolute shit show down here. But I had a great time performing with my buddy Vladimir Camano and um, uh, Robin uh, Scholl. I'm sorry, I hope I got that right. She's very funny. So we're uh, here for the next three nights. But um, let's let's get into the show, guys. Uh, Oh, man. I can't wait to tell you guys about this and to talk about this camping trip. Uh, but first, before we get into all this stuff, let me hit up the amazing sponsors, guys. Uh, check out, I am so psyched, man, uh, Capper Network, okay, CapperNetwork.com. Anybody listening to this podcast who likes sports, whether you are an uh, avid sports watcher, educated sports watcher, and you know all of your shit, great. But if you're new, if you're kind of green and you're interested but you don't know too much, CapperNetwork.com is for you. All right? All of you people out there 
that like to talk shit about sports. You know I do. Hey, I bet you right now the Yankees are going to blow them out tonight. The Giants are going to win by this. I called it. You talk all your shit to your friends. Capper Network allows you to do that. It is a sports prediction website, okay? It is for sports fans of all levels. And here's the best part, guys. It's 100% free, okay? You can basically go to the site. You pick the sport that you want to pick, whether it's and NFL is coming, guys, real soon. You know, we're, we're halfway through July already. So you figure six weeks, you could go on there, you risk your amount of units, and you get on the leaderboard. Uh, you can also check the leaderboard, find out who's on top, buy, uh, you know, advice, or you get on the leaderboard, you keep crushing it with your picks, you get high on the leaderboard, and then people buy yours, so you're making money, okay, it's the best, you know, it's, it's the best, if you're looking for the best sports bets, fantasy plays for legit sports, handicapping, and all that stuff, you check the leaderboard, you view the picks, so you know who to put your money on, it's as simple as that, if you come to Vegas, hey, if you come to the Borgata, and you can bet on sports here now, they have it, it's legal, you go to the racing, uh, the where they do the horse racing thing, and you could put money on on a sports game now. So you look at the leaderboard, and that's what you do. You can you can get that there. All right. They're also going to do capping teams where you could draft. Um, you could do like a draft of the best handicappers on the leaderboard, and have all of that, and you have the best of everything. You know, so you could basically see. Um, who's killing it, who's crushing it, and you can win cash that way because you're going with their picks because they're right the majority of the time. It's incredible. Um, it's seriously 100% free, okay? Um, you can make uh, cash by predicting sports outcomes on top of earning cash and bragging rights. You can improve on your sports wagering and daily fantasy capping skills. Capper Network is a new and growing you know, it's it's just amazing. It's it's like uh, you know they're gonna do they're gonna do like cheat sheets. They're gonna do cash survival contests, okay? Um, and they're always adding to the site. These guys are the best. Pick it, prove it, profit. CapperNetwork.com. I've won some games with my Yankee predictions. I've lost some, so I don't know where I am. I'm probably in the middle of the leaderboard, or but you know it, now that it's a break, so I, I can't do it as much with the baseball, but. It's, it's going to be an amazing thing. So please check out these. This is so fun. And the cool thing is I feel like when I go to this and I risk my units and I, try, I feel like I have money on the game and I'm watching it when I'm really not risking much. I'm just trying to get the bragging rights up and get my stock up on the leaderboard so that people will buy my advice. And you could do the same thing. It's an absolute no-brainer if you like sports. If you like sports, you you listen to TVE, you have to go and join CapperNetwork.com for free. It makes absolutely no sense to uh, to not do that. All right? And I know that I talk a lot of shit to my friends saying, I bet you this is going to happen. I bet you that's going to happen. Well, you know, there uh, th- there's a place for that now. So please check it out. And, and I got to tell you, the guys that run it are the shit, dude. Capper Network is the shit. The guys that run it are the shit. It's the best. All right, so that's it. If you're looking for the best sports bets and fantasy plays and all that stuff, you want to fucking learn about handicapping and you want to get in the game, cappernetwork.com. Also go to All Things Comedy, guys. All Things Comedy is about to make a big announcement on my special. It's coming, I think, next week. The deal has been done. My special will be on a major comedy network uh, very soon, and the announcement, the press release is coming from both All Things Comedy and that network. Uh, so I was told last week. Very, very excited about it. They're also doing more content, cooking shows with Burt Kreischer, travel shows with Bill Burr. Um, they're they're always adding sketches and clips, and they have amazing albums and podcasts. So please support, follow. They're also going to be doing, I think, some stuff with the NFL soon. You got to support and uh, check out if you're, especially if you're a comedy fan, podcast fan, um, and a fan of like people that do the right thing, allthingscomedy.com. Follow them there and uh, follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Let's get in to the show, everybody. All right, let me just, uh, let me just have my, my little sip of Fiji here. So as some of you guys know, 
I do Bobby Kelly's podcast a lot. It's one of my favorite podcasts, you know, other than doing mine, it's kind of the one that I like to do. Um, I just have a great flow with Bobby. Uh, Bobby knows me. He knows how to set me off. I know how to set him off. We have a great time. There's always another guest, and it's a great flow. I could say, honestly, some of the best podcasts I've ever been on, ever, have been on uh, YKWD. Please check that out and support his podcast. It's the best. Um, The one I did with him and Giannis was one of the funniest. The one that me and Rich Voss did, making fun of him, Ari Shafir, and Joe List, going up a mountain with fucking gourmet food and Italian sandwiches, one of the funniest podcasts I've ever been a part of. So um, when that happened, they were like, Verzi, would you go? You know, would you go to the, um, in the woods one night? And I said on a podcast, yeah, I would. I'll go in the woods one night. Uh, so, you know, I didn't know if it was going to come to pass or whatever, but, you know, and, and Bobby was like, Verzi, are you coming? You said you're coming. And then he was called me up and he's like, here's a date. What do you think about this? We couldn't do it at that time. And I'm like, all right, maybe this is going to happen. Maybe it's not going to happen. And finally he calls me up and he goes, dude, July 12th, do, will you go? And I was on his podcast again. And I look, he goes, look at me and give me your word as a man. Now, once I do that, I'm going to do it. It's just who I am. It's how I'm built. And I'm just not going to not go against what I say that I'm going to do, especially to a friend and especially when I give my word. So I said, yes, I'll do it. So Bobby goes, here's the things you got to get. Guys, and everything I'm going to say, like I'm not making anything up to be funny. And, and, and all of this shit actually happened. I was so excited that it happened. It sucked. Certain things sucked that happened. But I was so excited when it happened that I was like, I can't wait to get on um, TVE and tell the story. Okay. So he goes, here's what you got to get. You know, make sure that you have boots. Make sure that you have pants, to, you know, for the, for the thing. Get a spoon to eat because he fucking learned how to cook out there and do all this stuff, get, you know, you're going to need like a, a, a sleeping bag or a blanket and a cup to cook in and all that stuff. So I have a list, not many things, but a list to go to Dick's. It wasn't much, okay? He gave me a little shit saying that it was last minute. I went last minute. I don't know. You know, I got a fucking headlight, like a thing that you wrap around your head at night and it's a fucking different levels of an insane light. I got that. I got the official Huntsman Swiss Army knife, you know, which has all the shit. I was happy about it. The thing was sharp as shit for a little Swiss Army. I mean, you know, it's got the scissors, got the bottle opener, it's got the little knife, it's got the big knife, it's got the, you know, the little gadgets there, all that stuff. So I get my Swiss Army knife, I get that. I get a nice pair of, uh, I actually got a nice pair of North Face pants. Like, I wanted to be fashionable. And I didn't have, not fashionable, like, but, you know, I wanted to be, like, comfortable. I don't want to have, like, overly baggy shit. You know, I wanted to, like, I wanted my shit to fit. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, <laughs> I go, and I had these Nikes, these, like, rugged outdoor Nike shoes with, like, the the... The, the gum bottoms that had like the, the hiking, you know, uh, trek on them or whatever you want to call that shit. And um, tread or whatever, you know, the bottom of the things were like, you know, you could go hiking. You could, it was like a, you know, um, wear and tear type of shoes. But they almost looked like Nike Force sneakers, but they were also great for the outdoors. So I wore those, wore my pants, got my knife, had my headlight, uh, got my spoon. I couldn't get a cup. And, uh, you know, Bobby was like, dude, I'm going to the place that has a cup. I'll, I'll get you a, I'll go get you a cup. You could drink your coffee and tea and all that stuff out of it and everything like that. So it's getting closer to the time now. I'm a little nervous, you know, not nervous, like scared something's going to happen, but just like, you know, I mean, you guys know me. I'm a five-star hotel guy. You know, I fucking went to, I was, I've already been at the pool and the spa and the jacuzzi today. And that's real, you know? I spent money for me. My little brother's here visiting me. We went into the spa. You know, I mean, I, I'm walking around in a robe with fucking dried mangoes and fucking ve- you know fruit, you know all this shit in slippers. Okay, I'm not an outdoor guy, so I'm kind of getting a little like, man, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. It's just a little, whatever. It's a little crazy. So I made like four trips to Dick's because I tried to get a thin blanket or a thin. And Bobby's going, dude, you got to get the fucking, you know, the the shrink one, the one that's like, it's the smallest thing ever. Because, you know, Bobby, here's the thing about Bobby, okay? Uh, And I know if Bobby's listening to this, he's laughing. 
Bobby Kelly is not going to do something and need equipment and get any equipment from like June of 2018. He won't do. He's like, no, no, no. Dude, it's July of 18. I'm getting what's July. Okay, whatever's July, I'm getting. I'm not getting fucking June. I'm not getting, God forbid I get 2017. He's one of those. Now, I could appreciate that. You know, he likes it. He gets the finest shit. But now they're making the camping things as small as possible. All right, I mean, you could have a fucking something that looks like a rolled up sock and just flip it and it turns into a fucking condo with these things that they got in, um, in Dick's. So I go to Dick's. And uh, I'm going, worst case scenario, I can use my son's sleeping bag because we were already here at Dick's because my son and daughter needed sleeping bags from Dick's. So I was like, worst case, if I don't get a blanket or if I don't get something small, all right, I'll just use theirs. So they got this one thing left. I forgot the company's name, Fields and something. It's it's the main, one of the main camping, I guess, um, camping apparel or camping equipment uh, brands, Okay. And they have this little thing, and I'm FaceTiming with Bobby in in the fucking store because I want to get the right thing because I don't want him to be like, what the fuck is that, dude? You didn't get... So he's like, yeah, get that. Get the smallest one you could get. So they got this cool little green pack thing. It's called a mummy wrap. It's a thin but insulated, nice green, orange, um, you know, uh, body wrap, uh, thin, you know, sleeping bag whatever you want to call it, and it's packaged up in this little thing that I could easily put in my uh, backpack, and it's warm, and they only have one, and it's 50 bucks, so I'm like, fuck it, it's nice to have something like that, I mean, who knows, I'm going to use it twice or whatever, whatever, but either way, if my kids want to go in the backyard, I'll have some shit, so let me just get this thing, so I go to Dick's Sporting Goods, and uh, I in Danbury, Connecticut. I don't care if I fucking say it because they pissed me off. They really did piss me off. So if anybody fucking works there, I hope you're listening to this shit. All right, because I took fucking four trips in this place. So I go up and I buy my pants. I buy my, you know, uh, the spoon. I bought all the shit that I needed to buy. And I put this little blanket up on the counter. And this guy, and here's my unacceptable for the week, everybody. All right, I'm tying my unacceptable for the week right into this camping trip. All right, I'm going to take you guys with me right through this fucking camping trip. But instead of doing the segment for the unacceptables, I'm doing it now. Because this fucking ruined, actually, this actually ruined my experience when you find out how everything fucking played out. All right. So I go up there and I got this cool little fucking small compact um, sleeping bag wrap, whatever. And I put it up there and uh, I said to the lady, I couldn't find the cup. So I said to the lady there, I go, yeah, there's a place that sells kayaks around the corner. There's an L.L. Bean. If you guys know that, that plaza, there's an L.L. Bean. I didn't know if it was another outdoor, but they, they have like kayaks and they have they do have some camping stuff. So I go, yeah, that other place with the kayaks. And she just interrupts me. What I was going to say was that place with the kayaks, do they also sell camping shit? She didn't let me get to that part. She just goes, what's wrong with our kayaks? You don't like our kayaks? And I was waiting for a smile after that. You know, like when somebody says something like that, I was just waiting for like a, just kidding. Oh yeah. She was like serious. I was like, really? Like you're that, you're really like that. You're that upset about like, you, you think that I... I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not, I don't need a kayak. I go, no, I just want to know about it. And she goes, oh, you know, I really don't know. So she starts ringing up all of my items. And then lastly, I put up the sleeping bag. And she's looking, and she's looking, and she can't find a tag. She can't find a price. So I didn't know what the price was either. I didn't know, you know, they had all different prices. I don't know if it was $29, $39, or $49. So I'm just waiting there, and she can't find, she's looking, she's looking. She calls a manager over, and now she starts to see me get upset. I start to get a little like, you know, what? I mean, can somebody, can you guys just fucking find a, a barcode on here? Like, I, I want to get out of here. You know, I'm already anxious, all right? I'm about to go fucking sleep with bears in the next fucking 12 hours. I got shit to do, and uh, I, I got to make sure that I got the right stuff here. You know, I want to go spend time with my wife and kids. You know, if God forbid a fucking snake is going to eat me. I, I, You know, I mean, I'm just having that anxious thing. And finally she calls a manager over. This guy takes the fucking bag, right? 
He takes the, the, the little, it's bunched up, it's rolled up perfect, it's put in a bag, it's snapped on top, it's a perfect little compact thing. And he starts looking around with his big fucking moose hands and fingers, he's got tattoos on his hands, you know, and he just starts to unsnap it. And I'm like, what, why, alright, maybe it's on the top. So they're looking, they're looking. All of a sudden, he like starts to pull out the sleeping bag, and I'm like, oh, he's not going to take out the bag. I mean, this thing is wrapped up. It's part of the whole deal, you know? It's like you got to... And he just pulls it out, and he just pulls it out, and he's looking, and he's looking. This fat piece of shit, all right, whoever the fuck he was, all right, starts like unrolling, 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 and now the sleeping bag... No, no, he might have been a nice guy. Was there another guy? No, no, the guy, no, the guy unrolling it was not a bad guy. There was another guy who was a dick. But this guy just starts unrolling it. And he starts unrolling it. And now this nice sleeping bag is laid out fully on the counter. And I'm just looking around and the lady's looking and she's almost like talking to herself. She was weird. Okay, the lady, the kayak lady who was rude, she's weird. And I'm going, what's, I'm going, did he just, not only did he take the top off and like ruin the seal of all the things. But now he took out the entire fucking sleeping bag and he lays it out on the thing, unrolls it. It's now it's all going to be all sloppy and he's looking for a tag. And I'm going, dude, the the price isn't going to be in the middle of the thing. It's going to be on the top or the bottom or hanging there. But he does find a tag that you could use a code with, I guess. So he's reading off all these numbers and letters and he's getting this code. And they come to find out, all right, it's fourteen. I mean, a forty-nine ninety-nine. And then he starts putting it back, and he's putting it back all sloppy. His roll isn't tight. It's bulging out of the bag. You know, it looked like he tried to fit two fucking pillows in one pillowcase. His big, you know, he had fat fingers that were mushing the shit into the top. And I'm sitting there going like, "What the f- what? What are you doing?" So now I'm actually upset, and I go. Well, sir, can I get another one now? Because I kind of wanted it to be neat. And he goes, this is the last one. This is the last one. And she's just looking at me smiling. And she sees I'm upset. And she's like talking to herself. And she's almost like laughing and mocking me under her breath. Like talking to herself and making fun of me and looking at me. So I just had to look away in absolute rage. And she's probably thinking, oh, he wants it to look neat. What the fuck is that? And it's like, yeah, I do because I have to go camping. I got to put that shit in a book bag and or, or a backpack. And now it's all lumpy and bumpy. Plus, I don't know if this guy just took a piss, you know. I don't know if this guy just jerked off. And now, like, the first thing that I'm going to, you know, have to lay on is this fat guy's scent with his, you know, dirty hands. So he puts it back and I have no choice but to still buy it. So I buy it and I'm not happy about it. So I call Bobby, and I'm telling him the story, and Bobby's like, dude, fuck that. I would tell him, I don't want you gross, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you're right. I can't do this. So I go into the L.L. Bean store. Of course, they don't have it. Of course, they don't have the cup I need. Of course, they don't have it in the camping session. It has, it has everything I would need except what I need, and uh, I don't know what to do. So I call my wife bitching about it. I'm like, they unrolled it. The lady was rude. I'm going through the whole thing. So I go back into Dick's. And uh, I return it and go, I'm just going to use my son's thing. Trust me, it all comes together in the end. So, long story short, I pack up what I have, whatever I need. Bobby said he'll get me the rest of the stuff that I need. I meet him at his house right around the time I said, 10 o'clock, 10 in the morning, 10 before 10. Uh, we start packing up bags. We start packing up everything. I bring my son's sleeping bag. And Bobby goes, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, what? What? A light thing. Yes, it did look like a rolled up pillow that was in a sack. But it was very light and easy. He goes, dude, what is this? The 1960s? Is that a fucking Brady Bunch thing? So now I start feeling like a dick. And I'm like, all right, well, I, you know, I got Mr. Camper, you know, 3000 over here. So obviously I'm just going to go with what he says to do. You know, uh, so I feel all stupid and shit. I put the thing back in like shame. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go put this in the car and hope you forget. <laughs> hope everybody forgets I made this horrible mistake. I was like, Jesus, right? So um, I put my, my uh, book bag in the back. He gives me a camping bag and everything like that. And he's like, I'll give you a flannel blanket. We have a really nice flannel blanket. It should be good. I got a little blow up mattress for you that you could wear, you know, that you could use there. So. I uh, 
we get to the we we pack the car up and as I'm going to the car he goes uh I go oh dude I got to get that blanket or he goes yeah dude go get the blanket go tell my wife ask her for it she knows where it is so I run up his driveway, um, his lovely wife, Dawn, and it's super cool. And I said, uh, Dawn, Bobby said that uh, you know where there's a flash, I should get a flannel blanket. She goes, sure, I'll go get it for you. So she gives me this, and she says to me, and this is part of it, this is, this is actually hilarious. She goes, yeah, it might be a little too heavy. It's really warm. <laughs> I know Bobby's laughing right now if he's listening to this. She goes, it's really, it's really warm, though. It might be too heavy. And I feel it, and it looks like it could just warm a fucking village. I mean, this thing was just, I mean, the comfort that my hands felt in it, like the warmth that I knew that I was going to have was amazing. So throw it in the back with all the stuff. We get in the car, and we proceed to drive about an hour and 40 minutes up to the Catskill Mountains. Um, we get to the, we get to the, the, the entrance of the site, or the trail, I should say, where we have to... Um, we have to hike about a 1.6 or 1.7 mile. I think it was a 1.7 mile hike up a hill. Um, so we park the car. We start taking stuff out. And a woman and her son. And it was like weird locals from a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like it was just all of a sudden. It was literally like the beginning of. I'm not even kidding. It was literally like the beginning of a horror movie. Where something happens with people and you see them. And then later you find out. that. And Bobby was even saying. It's like you know. You get lost and you see a house and you run there and it's like them and they're the ones that are trying to hurt you, the locals trying to scare you. It was that weird thing where we're unpacking the car, we hear a dog barking. This dog's going, rush, 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 rush. this dog was like pulling. This dog was pulling him so hard that he didn't even have a regular like leash or collar. He had like a harness. They had like a life vest on this fucking dog, and they're and they're holding <laughs> and they're holding this this thing. And this thing is just plan. This guy was a you know a big rednecky hillbilly guy, not tall, but just that stocky. Like yeah, man, you want to go over? He had that fucking you know that 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 twang about him a little bit, uh, but it was more of an upstate New York twang other than a southern one. And his I don't know if it was his wife or his mother or whoever. But uh, she was like, you don't want to go to that Lundy Trail because Bobby wanted to originally go to one of the trails, which was called Lundy, or, you know. And she's like, nah, man, that's on the other side. There's a lot of snakes over there. You don't, a ton of snakes, ton of snakes, not Southern accent. I don't know why I keep doing a Southern accent. I think the fucking lack of teeth made me think like that. But she, um, she was just like, oh, there's a lot of snakes over there. So I look at Bobby, I'm like, and I'm not doing snakes. So the guy goes, no, you're better off. You should just go up this way. You go up and you hit the falls. And then once you hit the falls, you'll see a bunch of campsites and all that stuff. So we look at each other and we're like, yeah, we'll do that. Thank you. Take care. And uh, Bobby says, he goes, yeah, I read up on this place. And they said, the one, th I said, is it creepy, scary? He goes, ah. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean, ah? Like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he goes, it does, it does say that the locals, the locals can, you know, don't really like, don't really like people, you know, in their shit. So I'm going, great. I hope this dog and this woman and guy don't come back to haunt us. So we proceed up this hill. And it's it's hard. My quads are burning. Me and him are both sweating. The sun is out. Uh, you go up. There's rocks. You know, and you keep going up. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is like a legit. It was, a, I thought it was like an hour and 35. He said it was an hour and 20 or whatever. It felt long. We had to stop, take some breaks. Uh, then we come across a, like a, a lone hiker by himself, this guy. And he was like, yeah, you know, the falls are up there. And he's just talking about shit. And finally, me and Bobby get to this waterfall. The waterfalls and there's campsites and shit. We get there. Beautiful. I took a picture of it. I put it on Patreon. I'm also going to take some more pictures. And Bobby uh, filmed the whole thing. So we're going to edit that. You guys are going to be able to basically see everything that I'm telling you in a, in a small little thing. I hope that that happens. But I could tell you he was taping shit. Uh, so, so we get up there, we see the water, we see a couple of campgrounds and we set up, we set up our tents at one of the, of one of the sites. So, you know, away from the water, but the water was right there. Beautiful waterfall into this little body of water with a bunch of rocks. You could sit on flat rocks. It was very peaceful, very nice. So I set up, he had this super, super small tent again, you know, top of the line from Asia you know, they probably fucking made it three hours before they sent it to his, ho to his house. You know, I mean, this thing was small. 
It was like a, a sleeper of a one sleeper, and it was like loose leaf paper in there, but pretty easy to put up. Uh, then we put up uh, Bobby's ha- or Bobby put up his hammock. I don't, I, I didn't know what I was doing. All I know is Bobby Kelly is fucking meticulous with doing shit. He'd be like, no, put it in the ground this way. No, but don't leave it over there. I mean, he was to the point, I mean, he loved, I was actually really impressed with how by the book and the shit that he, he knew how to hang the bags on a tree with a fucking stick. Now, he was doing military shit, you know. Well, dude, don't hit it, Dad. but do this way. And I was just like, all right, this guy knows what he was like my wife out here. Like, this guy was crushing everything. But like, you know, God forbid a wrong step happened. You know, he was one of the meticulous. In a way, kind of good because when you're in the woods with somebody like that, you're like, all right, this guy did his fucking homework. I mean, you know, I could have done without the, you know, I could have done without the, don't put the bag in the dirt. Or, 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 you know, let, let's make the bag. It's like, it's a fucking camping bag, Bob. I mean, we're in the woods here. I mean, a snake may slither into the fuck. I mean, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Anyway, I digress. So he puts up his hammock. I put, uh, you know, he's showing me how to put the, the, the tent down and, and, and all that stuff. So finally, we get uh, the, <laughs> the hammock up. The tent is up. We got our bags and a thing. We bring the food down by the fire. We bring the cups down by the fire. He had a homemade fucking oven gas thing. He also had a, uh, another one, a propane one or whatever, to boil water. All the shit he had. It was, it was nuts. Um, he, he also had a thing where you take stream water and it like gets filtered just by putting it in this thing. And then he boiled it. So if like worst case scenario, we didn't have enough water... We would have had water because he had something that basically made fucking water if as long as you could find a stream. And then we boil it and it's all good. Uh, so we go sit by the water after we settle up camp. We smoke a cigar, talking, having a good time. Go back and now we want to start getting ready for lunch and we want to get some firewood. All right. So we get some firewood. He had this little saw from Japan. It was actually sick. I broke it because I tried to cut something too big. I got to buy him one. I got to buy him another saw for 25 bucks. Um, you know, and then uh, we came out. We we're fucking sweating. We're cutting wood. You know, I felt bad. Then I broke the saw again. And uh, he was just like, dude, what are you fucking? <laughs> I really felt bad. You know, I felt bad because the saw was the shit. And, like, I, I looked at it the first time, and it was so good that I'm like, this thing could do anything. And I was just cutting. I was sweating, and I was cutting it, and I was going back and forth with it, and I snapped the tip, whatever. So I felt bad, whatever. Bobby handled it well, actually. I thought I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be great. This guy's not going to fucking talk to me. It's going to be a $500 saw, you know, that you could only get from the emperor of Japan's fucking kitchen once every five years. He found a way to get it. Now, like, I was kind of freaking out. He handled it great. He was just like, dude whatever, no big deal, it's 25 bucks, but you know, blah, 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 be careful, all that shit, so guys, I'm just gonna tell you that what happened after this turned into one of the most difficult nights, of top five worst nights of my life, uh, after the fun, so he boils water, he had the, like, the dried food, like the fucking, like he had chicken teriyaki and rice and you cut the top open and after the water boils, you put the boiling water in it, you seal it back up and you let it sit for four to eight minutes and then you keep mixing it and then eight minutes later or whatever, you have a, this shit tasted like chicken teriyaki from a restaurant. I was like, what the, I'm eating out of a fucking bag with a long plastic spoon in the Catskill Mountains in the middle of fucking nowhere. All right, signs, don't be aggressive to bears. You know, first of all, I don't know who the fuck's going to be aggressive to a bear, all right? Because if I saw a bear, I would start crying and probably just jump into the water. And I don't even know what I would do. All right, Bobby's like, no, if you see a bear, you just got to go, get out of here, bear. I swear to God, he said that. And I'm like, what? And the whole night now, we're sitting down. We do have a fire after all the shit with the saw, after all the shit with the wood, okay? We got wood. I was making the fire. Bobby was taking care of the food and the water and the tea and the coffee and all that stuff. I'm making sure we got a fire stand there. We sit down, smoke another cigar, a better cigar, that this Alex Bradley cigar, which is amazing. And we're talking, talking about um, everything, life, kids, 
family, wife, you know, comedy, the, the state of the business, all kinds of stuff like that. Just cool shit with the fire. But now it starts getting dark. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. It started to get a little hairy for me. All right. Because there's no way we could. I know how far away the car is. The car is down a mountain almost two miles and it's starting to get pitch black and then it gets to the point where it is pitch black and we have the beautiful stars in the sky and just us in a fire and nothing else and we're hearing animals dude we're hearing wildlife we're hearing like branches snapping I'm shitting myself I'm not gonna lie to you like once it got to 10:30 and it was pitch black and just me Bobby a fire and the stars you know I carved a little spear uh, spear. That's what I did with my, uh, the first thing I did when we got there and I set up the thing was I found a stick and I cut it into, he called it the vampire spear. But like I made a little handle, I made a sharp thing and I said, look, here's the deal. It was a big stick that was just a shank. And I go, look, if a fucking bear comes near the tent, you know, like the movie The Edge with Anthony Hopkins, I'm sticking this thing in this thing's gut. All right. You have one, you know, he made one the next day. I said, you know, you stick it in a fucking jugular. That's the only chance we got to get out of here. All right. And I've kept this thing by my side. I knew we wanted to throw it in the fire. There was something about, he knew I liked it so much and I felt safe with it. There was a part, because you know what he did? Listen to this shit. There was a pile of wood and I look around for my sphere, my little homemade thing that made me feel comfortable. And I see it in the pile of firewood. And I go, were you going to? And he just was smirking. He goes, no, no, it was just right there. I was like, you're going to throw that shit away. But then he made one the next day and liked it. Now it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm looking around. I got the headlight on. I'm looking around. Uh, there was a fucking, like a sitcom scene where me and Bobby were looking. Oh, you put a bear bag up. So all the food that you get, you, you that you don't use, you put in a bear bag and it goes all the way up in a tree far away from you. So if a bear tries to get it, they go there, not near you, and they can't get the bag of food. So we go over to it. And we both got our headlamps on. And I hear Bobby trip or stumble. So I, like a good friend, look at him to say, shit, are you all right? He was, <laughs> it was like out of a fucking sick as a Seinfeld. He was pissed, I guess he felt or whatever. But I spent, he goes, dude, could you not shine the fucking light? And I'm going, I'm looking to fucking help you. What the fuck? And, and, and meanwhile, I probably did almost blind him so he falls again. But you couldn't look at each other with the headlamps on. You had to put it on the lowest thing. So we're sitting by the fire and I'm, I'm prolonging bed. I'm prolonging it. Uh, he's getting tired, but he wants me to feel comfortable. He's like, no, dude, I'll stay up. You want to smoke another stick? What do you want to do? You want to sit by the fire? I got to give him credit. He could have like, been one of those people that was like, Hey, dude, I'm going to bed. Like, you know, if you want to hang, make a fire. Like, he didn't. He was like, look, this is your first time out here. You said you're going to do it. You know, you got the firewood, whatever you want to, like, if you want to stay up. But now it's 11 o'clock. I know he wants to go to bed. Temperature starts to drop. I hear sticks, and I'm just going to, let me just get in this tent and hope for the best. And guys, guess what? Guess what? I forgot the fucking blanket. I didn't have a blanket. I didn't have a sweatshirt because I forgot that too. Bobby forgot some of his clothes, but he did bring his fucking sleeping blanket for the hammock that he was in. So I got no sweatshirt, nothing. I had one thin hoodie and and an undershirt and then one t-shirt and pair of basketball shorts in my bag. That's what I had. So the temperature starts dropping. And I remember when we were putting up the tent, he goes, oh, yeah, and the way we're coming, you're going to get a nice little air-conditioned breeze from over there. Here's what I went in, guys. I went in a one-person, short one-person, by the way. Lucky I'm 5'8", because if I was 6'4", my fucking toes would have been just, you know, piercing out of this fucking thing. And I'm laying on this air mattress, which was so-called fixed because it would go down a little bit. It's a three inches high, so three inch. It's a three inch high mattress, air mattress. You know, it's like basically like a. It's basically like a pool uh, raft. And I'm laying on that with a t-shirt, thin hoodie, a white t-shirt underneath it, my pants and socks still on, no blanket, nothing to cover me, and a and a little beanbag pillow. And I hear Bobby getting comfortable in his thing. 
And when I tell you from about 11.50 p.m. to about 3 o'clock in the morning, I, honest to God, panicked and did not know if I was going to survive. I'm not kidding you. I was freezing cold. I was almost shivering, but not. Just enough to be so uncomfortable. Then that breeze that he told me I was probably going to get, remember that nice air-conditioned breeze? Guess what? Oh, that came. He was right about that. It was fucking freezing. Okay? Now, he says that he, uh, that I fell asleep first and he heard me snoring. I don't, I'm actually almost positive that that didn't happen because I remember laying there quietly. I remember laying there quietly thinking, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so cold. I can't wait to six in the morning so I could at least get up. The sun's coming out and we could get out of here, but I don't want to get fucking pneumonia. And I hear Bobby just fucking, you know, snoring, rolling around, sleeping like an angel, sleeping like an angel. And I'm going, oh, fuck. Then I start hearing twigs. Then I'm almost positive something's walking to the right of the tent. I'm freaking the fuck out, freezing. Guys, I started to get so cold and uncomfortable that I had to take my arms into my, in my sleeves and wrap them around my torso and use my face and breath and nose to fucking breathe into it to heat it up. So finally, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, dude, do I just tell him that I can't do this? But it's late. It's dark. There's no way we could get down the mountain now. I'm stuck on this thing for at least the next six hours. I don't know what to do. And I just, all I could do was I said, there's mess shorts and there's a t-shirt in your bag. And uh, I unzip. I was like, I don't want to go out there alone, dude. I don't want to go out there alone. My bag was hanging on a thing. I'm like... You know, it's one, two in the morning right now. I'm afraid. And finally, I was like, you got no choice. So I unzip the tent. I unzip the outside zipper. I run to my bag. I put my hands in whatever I could find. I feel the shorts. I feel the t-shirt. I grab it. I run back in the tent, zip it up. I put the mesh shorts on, which actually made my waist to my knees warmer. And then I just had a t-shirt as a blanket. And I'm putting it over my shoulder. I laid on one side to be warm and rubbed the other side as the cold from the ground. Oh, guess what? Yeah, the mattress I was on that was three inches, yeah, it fucking deflated on and off all night and there was a hose you need to breathe into if it does. So I'm doing that all fucking night. So not only am I freezing, but now I'm going... 3.30 in the morning, no blanket freezing. Imagine doing that, okay? Hearing Bobby, you know, and I did hear him toss and turn a couple times, but, you know, he had a tarp over him. I mean, he had a tarp over him. He had a he had a mattress that you know Grand Rapids. He could he could have sat on the thing, wouldn't have deflated. This thing was so hard. It's like a surfboard he was laying on. All right, I'm sitting there. I got a fuck. I'm laying on a on an inflatable you know fucking pillowcase that I'm blown through. I'm about to fucking pass out because I'm breathing into this thing. I'm freezing my balls off. I got on hiking pants and basketball shorts over it. I got a hoodie that's wrapped around my fucking head. I got a fisherman hat over my head. I'm breathing into my shirt, you know, to use hot breath to even just get my arms asleep. The t-shirt took the edge off. Finally, I said, why am I using a t-shirt as a blanket? Let me just put the fucking t-shirt on. So I put the t-shirt on over the thin hoodie and I'm laying there. And I don't know. I just found a way to just get in a fetal position, wrap my arms around my torso, put my shirt over my mouth and nose, breathe in there, and luckily I ended up falling asleep, I would say 3, 3.30 and woke up at 7. I just toughed it out and I made, I think not having the shorts and the t-shirt for so long and being cold, I think it just took the edge off enough where my body needed to shut down. We woke up at 7 and Bobby was like, dude, I don't know how the fuck you did that. And I was like, you know what, dude, I don't know how I did that either. I really don't know how I did that. Like, it let me realize that I definitely could adjust and adapt. And, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Like, I'm a tough dude. Like, I'm not going to... I wasn't going to wake Bobby up and say, can I have something? Because he was... he. I mean, he must have been a little cold. And then he woke up and he started making some tea and shit. And he goes, dude, why don't you just stay in the tent and use my blanket? And he threw me his blanket. So I got another hour of sleep. So... It was just a nightmare from like 11.30 to 3. But when I say nightmare, it's like I couldn't believe what I was living in. I couldn't believe what I had to do. I was actually fantasizing about the blanket. 
when his wife smiled and gave it and said, it's really warm. I was actually thinking about that. And then my mind just took me right down the mountain into the car, knowing that that blanket was sitting, you know, not wrapped around anybody in the back of a fucking cold truck. And I could have used it. And I was just looking up, just thinking about it. And uh, I didn't know what to do, but I didn't want to bother him. I, you know, I, I was, it was my bad. Then I was thinking of that asshole at the Dick Sporting Goods who ruined it. And I was thinking of my stupid pride. Maybe I should have just taken it anyway. All these different things were going through my mind. But I'll tell you this. Part of camping is amazing and fun. But the other part is the dumbest thing. I mean, here are some of the sentences, guys, that we had to say to each other. Think about this. Bring a knife. Who's got the bear spray? Look when you walk down. Look down when you walk so you don't step on a copperhead or rattlesnake because they're out here. I mean, what are we doing here? I'm about to go into a steam room in a spa with some fucking slippers eating mangoes and fucking... I mean, that's what we've evolved to. What are we doing here? But the flip side is, can you go out there and survive if you had to, even though we'd never have to? Um, so there is something cool about it. So my overall experience, yes, it sucked because of the blanket. However, if I did have that warm blanket, I probably would have slept like a baby from about midnight until 7 and, uh, and been better. But it is what it is. We kept the fire going. He got the food going. I did it. I said I was going to do it. Um, it was in a remote place, dude. Like this wasn't like where you see an RV and there's a pool and a gas station across the street. And if you guys want to say fuck it and get in your car and leave, no, no, this was remote. Like, like the only way we were going to be able to leave is if it started to pour, but we would probably have just stayed under a tarp. It was wild and scary. And, uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. I felt like alone and shit. Like when I was in there, I was like, dude, this is, this is bad, you know? At one point, it was so bad. I'm like, maybe a bear comes. Maybe it, maybe it gives me some exercise. Maybe I, I, at one point, I literally thought about running around in a circle. How funny would that have been if Bobby just opened up the opened up the fucking thing and just saw me running around going, dude, what the fuck? I'd be like, yeah, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing I'm doing fucking cardio out here so I don't so I don't die of hypothermia. It was funny. Bobby was snoring. I was snoring too, but Bobby was snoring at one point and I thought there was a black bear. I thought it was a black bear next to him and I'm just laying there freezing thinking, is this shit going down right now? <laughs> but that is the camping trip. We made it. The next day we had some, uh, we had some coffee. We uh, reminisced about the trip. We packed up our stuff. We walked down the hike. We got in the car and that was it. So uh, we did it. There you go. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, top three worst night experiences and scariest night experiences of my life. Um, so my advice to anybody who goes camping in the woods, make sure you do have a knife, okay? Make sure somebody knows how to keep a fire going. Make sure somebody can cook. Make sure somebody can put all, all the stuff that I told you. But the number one thing you got to make sure you have is warm shit because at least you could get through the night. You got to have a blanket. Um, there you go. Um, moving forward, guys, I'm going to go right into sports here. Congratulations to France, the World Cup champions. France, uh, I've never seen more flopping in my life. I've never seen more people grab their ankle and knee and then just start running again. It was ridiculous. Um, you know, it was a little lackluster final once it went to three goals up, but then I know Croatia scored again. I would have liked personally to see Croatia uh, win. Joe Bartnick told me how close it is to Italy. And, uh, yeah, I would have liked to seen a small country like that win. But congratulations to France. Uh, it is the Major League Baseball All-Star Weekend Home Run Derby tonight. I think All-Star Game tomorrow. Yankees have five days off. They are, I think, four games back of first place to the Red Sox because the Red Sox just don't lose. Um, but the Yankees are 29 games above 500. One of the best teams in baseball. Uh, looking forward to a big half. Hopefully we get a, a pitcher. Uh, Knicks, everyone's telling me their young players are good. Oh, by the way, I didn't do this. Thanks, everybody. I was talking to... Um, I was a shout out to uh, my brother Christian and uh, Mike Reyes, also from Aflac. They came out to see me at the Fairfield Comedy Club, and uh, Mike was telling me that the young kid Robinson and Kevin Knox that we got on uh, the Knicks are really promising young 
thing. You know, young young prospects, young players, and uh, could be good paired up with Porzingis. So we'll see about that. Um, that's pretty much it in sports because it's a tough time. Major League Baseball's not being played. Football's not being played. Basketball's not being played. And the World Cup is even done. And hockey's not being played. So it's a weird time. Um, what movie did I see? I Oh, yeah. Me and the family went to see Adam Sandler's movie, Hotel Transylvania 3. We liked the first two. Uh, I thought the third this was a little weird, but good. Um, I'd say, you know, I don't want to be a dick here. I really... Um, Loved the movies. I just think that this one you could wait for DVD. I think you could. It, it's not like a must. You could wait for DVD, but it was good. So you could definitely take the kids to see that. I already told you guys I saw Sicario 2. Loved it. Um, check that out. And now I'm in the middle of watching a um, Netflix movie that I'm halfway through called The Open House. And I'll let you guys know how that ends up. But it started to creep me out. It was a little scary. Uh, I started to watch it. I'm like halfway or almost halfway done it. So I'll review that on the next one. Uh, let me see about your guys' unacceptables here. I want to get this full show in like I said that I would. Um, I think, oh, I want to shout out to somebody that did some artwork for me. Yes, somebody did some artwork for me, and it was super awesome. Um, it, was, it was a Star Wars piece of art. Let me just make sure that I shout you out the right way, dude, because I don't want to screw that up. Um, but I had a fan do that, and I'll see if there's an unacceptable. But then I got to get to the, what are we, at 50 minutes? Yeah. Um, it's never it's never fast enough when you need it to be. It's like, can I just click on it and have it work now? It's like, no, of course I can't because I'm at a hotel, and then you got to do their thing. What room are you in? And what's it? Put your last name. Oh, is it, you sure it's that account? It's like, just make it work. Jack. Jack Shipway. Thank you so much, Jack. I really uh, appreciate it. Uh, it is uh, a piece of art for the TVE fan art uh, that, that he made me. And it is me. It's me in a Stormtrooper outfit holding a sword, which re really looks cool. And it says TVE, and it's got kind of like a signal logo in the back. And there's gummy bears all over the floor. And I think it's really cool. I really appreciate it, Jack. And what I would like to do is I would like to, um, I'm going to post this up on Patreon. So I'm going to put this on Patreon and just say this is fan art from Jack Shipway and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Guys, also um, going to do a Patreon, another Patreon this week. Uh, I already got a picture of the falls that we were up there doing in uh, in the Catskills. I'm going to show you a picture of the shank, uh, the spear that I made. I'm going to show you that uh, on the Patreon too. $3 subscription. I really appreciate all you guys uh, coming to that. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. For $3, you could hear uh, other stories, extra stories. You're going to get some video of me and Bobby during the camping trip. You're going to get more pictures. You're going to get more podcasts. Um, so please check that out and thank you guys so much for that. Let's see what else we have. Um, all right, we do, uh, can I fit in an unacceptable? Yes. Unacceptable for the week. This is a short one. I'm only going to do this one guys. And if you want to send your unacceptables, please submit your unacceptables. I'd love to shout you out for, uh, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Com. This one comes from Justin Meyerson. Hey there, Paul. I've got another unacceptable for you this week. Uh, people who knock and try to get into locked bathrooms. At the place I work, we have a few single-person bathrooms for our section of the office. When you use these bathrooms, there is a lock for the handle, but there's also a slider that has a giant red sign saying occupied. I know those, and it's green when it's vacant, and it's red when it's occupied, right? Um, on the floor of it. So it's very obvious when somebody is in the bathroom, and yet at least twice a week when I'm using the bathroom, somebody will come up to the door, try the handle, and then knock and ask if anybody's in there. I don't understand why they can't figure out how to read the big red sign on the front of the door. Do they think somebody went in, locked the door, and then crawled out through the air vent just to fuck with people? It's awkward as hell having to yell out to let them know somebody is in here. Wake up, people. Unacceptable. I love that, Justin. 
I love that unacceptable because there has not been a time where I've walked up to a bathroom and I saw the red slide that says occupied and knocked and said, are you there? There's no way they can get out of the bathroom. There's no way somebody could go in and do it that way. Of course, somebody's there. It's just an asshole. That's what it is. It's just an asshole who doesn't know any, like, who just doesn't know how to just be chill and wait. It's an impatient asshole. You know what it really is? It's a passive aggressive way to say, hurry the fuck up. That's really what it is. 100%. Thank you for the unacceptable, by the way. Keep them coming, guys. That's a perfect unacceptable. It's perfect. That is the, like, when I wanted to do unacceptables for TVE, that is the definition of it. Because it's unacceptable on multiple levels. I like the unacceptables that it's two different, at least two different levels. On one level, it's unacceptable. Why? Because it already says occupied and you're still knocking. On another level, it's unacceptable because it's a passive-aggressive way to say hurry up because I really need to go. Absolutely the worst. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, Holy shit, we are 55 minutes in. Um, What else? Well, you know what, guys? I am super, super excited. For the first time ever, I'm headlining an A room in New York City by myself. Uh, Joe Bartnick and I headlined. Um, Joe Bartnick and I headlined together. We co-headlined um, the All In tour at Gotham a couple of years ago. But this is my first time headlining New York City. August 10th and 11th, Gotham Comedy Club, Friday and Saturday, two shows each night, uh, eight and ten. That's Friday, August 10th, Saturday, August 11th, guys. It's a big weekend for me. It's an honor to be there. I'm completely humbled. It was a room that you always thought, man, I hope I can work one day. And now the owners want me to headline it. It's so exciting for me. I'm super, super happy about it. So uh, please get tickets to it. If you're in the New York area, if you're in the New England area, if you're in the New Jersey area, um, or just want to, if, if you're just a fan and you want to come out, come to New York City, see a great club, see a great show, uh, 8 and 10, both Friday and Saturday, please come out to that. That's, uh, you know, we're going to be doing radio for it, we're going to be doing TV for it, we're going to be really plugging those shows out, but please come to that. I'm having fun with the new material. Uh, you will see maybe some stuff from the special. Special's going to be released, uh, I believe, in six, uh, eight weeks, so, but it's, you're going to see a ton of new stuff as well come out to those shows um i will also be at the comedy cellar at the rio in las vegas with bobby kelly with uh rich voss and with keith robinson it's going to be a sick weekend a sick week out there we're going to have a great time that is uh the last couple of days of august i think it's august 28 29 and september 1st um so check check that out too. And um, for any other dates, any other stuff going on um, with uh, touring and all that, please check out the brand new paulverzi.com. It's got new tour dates. It's got new pictures. It's got new clips, a ton of new stuff. So uh, please check that out. And I'm making sure I want to make sure that I covered everything on this one. I know it was big on the camping trip. Um, you know, what was funny it was when I came home from that camping trip, guys, I looked at my wife and kids. I hugged. You know what? I told my wife, and I don't want to go on a rant here. I love my wife. My wife is a sweetheart, okay? But um, I told my wife, I said, babe, I was freezing. Top five worst nights ever. Didn't bring up the blanket. We forgot and all this stuff. And she just goes, dumbass. Why would you do that? And it's like, how about, oh my God, that sucks. Are you all right? Man, I hope you don't get sick. You should take some vitamin C. Just come home to me. I'll warm you up. You know, I can't wait to see you. The kids will, you know, you'll have all the blankets you want when you get home. Love you. No, you dumbass. What the fuck? A bear could have, you know, it's just, man, a bear should have ate you. You're so stupid. She didn't say that, but that's how I felt. Anyway, um, I get home and I lay under the covers and I remember just having a blanket over me and uh, a pillow and it was warm and I was indoors and windows were closed, doors were locked. No bear potential, no potential for a rattlesnake, thank God, no, no, no copperheads. You know, no bear bag hanging in my backyard, just nothing like that. You know, nothing, nothing like that. And uh, I just smiled, I just looked up and smiled. I said, I fucking made it, I did it. But I'll tell you this, I could do it and I would be great at it. I would be great. And Bobby taught me a lot of shit out there. But 
I don't know. Maybe that's why. Like it was almost meant to be that I'm at the Borgata Hotel and Casino Spa, you know, and spa now because I went from that to this. Right when this podcast is done, you know what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm going to a spa. I'm going to go to a steam. And then tonight I'm going to dinner at Wolfgang Puck's with my friends tonight in the Borgata. So it's from one extreme to the next. But um, I don't know if I would take back the experience. I would definitely don't want the experience of not the blanket, but I don't know if I would take back the experience of just being out there to see what I was capable of. And I'll tell you another part about it, which is something you don't think about but kind of difficult, is not having access to the phone or technology. Just, just you're just for a day. You just don't do it. You just don't look at social media. Think about how many times you looked at your phone today. Think about how many times you looked at Instagram. Think about how many times you looked at Facebook. Think about all that shit, Twitter, and just, just not doing it for a while was a really cool deal too. So check that out. Hotel Transylvania, good movie. Take the kids to see it. If you have to wait for a DVD, it's fine. But it, it was a lot of fun. Check out Capper Network. Make your sports predictions on that great website. Check out all things comedy, guys. Um, you know. Did the World Cup this year make me want to watch the World Cup next year a little bit? I mean, uh, in in four years? It kind of did, even though I don't love it. It kind of did. There you go. Go Yankees. You guys are going to be getting another Patreon. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope you enjoyed the story. It was real. That's how it went down. Bring a blanket next time you go camping. I love you guys. I'm out of here. And until the next one, I will talk to you soon.